Craft Beer Radio, episode 471, on July 20th, 2018. I see the crystal raindrops fall and the beauty of it all is when the sun comes shining through. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where it's just the two of us. <laughs> this time we are just us alone. Getting all sexy. Hi, Jeff. Hello, Greg. We should note uh, that Luan Brew made a good point. He yes. tweeted at us. Uh, who was Nate? <laughs> who the hell was he? And why was he there? <laughs> we forget that not everybody listens to the pre-show yes. uh, where we talked about it. Nate is a listener who has been listening to us for uh, like eight years. Uh, and he's been around and we've just always never quite had the schedule right. But he has yeah, he's, a, he's a local Pittsburgh listener. Uh, Lou knows this already because mm-hmm. he's got yes. the answer on Twitter. Um Local Pittsburgh listener who we've invited on the show because, so I thought he had sent us beers. He hadn't. But what he has done is he's participated in some of our live mm. New Year's or things like that. So that's why, you know, I had more than just a email relationship with him. Um, and then uh, Lou wanted to know if he's our dog walker. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> he does not walk dogs. We found but that out. He made a good point. We should have, we, we should have covered that on the show. So just getting that out of the way. Yes. Thank you, Lou, for the... A note. So what do we have in front of us? We have beers, as usual. Yes. So we have actually three beers from our listener, Greg, in Virginia. We have one beer I brought back from Seattle. We have a beer from... Darn it. I looked up his name a second ago. (laughs) And we have uh, one beer that was uh, provided to us uh, by Roadhouse. Thank you, Roadhouse. Thank you to everybody. Uh, thank you to you, listener. Yeah, so well, let's, let's start. Let's start with this one from West Virginia. Okay. Look at that. I got the tab up with his name on it, and my browser's not switching tabs on me because my computer just woke up. <laughs> this is Greenbrier Valley's Devil Ants IPA, A-N-S-E. Uh, uh, 6.9% occupied volume, 65 IBU, malted with American Two-Row, American Pilsner, British Crystal, Hopped with Amarillo, Galaxy, and Simcoe. So, Amarillo and Simcoe, we've talked about this before. Typically, they can be sulfury and uh, orangey, sulfury. They can get into sort of that oniony level, but they also can do this magic together Mm -hmm. where they get really bright. Uh, Galaxy, uh, one of my favorite hops, very... Very tropical, uh, bright. Michael sent us this beer. pineapple mango flavors. Thank you, Michael. So this is a it's a hazy beer, but not not haze, but like yeast and hops and stuff. It looks like you know it looks more like just a cloudy beer, right? I, it, I would call it under my provisional notation. Okay. Uh, this is a this this is a hazy IPA as opposed to a okay, northeast, northeast IPA. IPA. Okay. I still don't. I'm still not subscribed Jeff, to Jeff Greg's is not into nomenclature, it, but but, uh, but it, it's it's a nomenclature. Yep. You know, it's it's like arguing over words. <laughs> you know, this is not a word. Well, if it communicates the idea, it's a word. The aroma on it is a little bit of hops, big malt on the aroma as well. Yes, a lot of malt. Yeah. And then I already, since I thought the aroma was kind of like close and tight, I went on to the flavor already. Mm-hmm. There's a Ooh, there's a lot of melon there. Um, a lot of melon. It, it kind of feels like an older style of IPA, right? So because you have the big malt backbone, you're getting a decent apparent bitterness to this. But then you're getting some flavors that are probably a little bit fresher than, you know, just grapefruit and pine and things like that. Yeah, I'm getting kind of honeydew right off the bat. Um, it goes into, there's definitely a, mm, mm, what is that? There's a, there's a resiny back to it. So it goes almost kind of, uh, rosemary-ish, okay. uh, near the end, but it starts out with this, with this real honeydew thing, uh, very orange, uh, concentrate also mm-hmm. at the end. Yeah. Along with the honeydew, I would get, I would call, there's a little bit of like, Orange zest at the front, mm. but towards the back, it's a lot more like oil, like like, a, like an oil, oily. But there's some pith mm-hmm. in the back as well. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It, it 
the the honeydew is interesting because it it takes on a note of slight aqueousness um because mm. it, it, it just doesn't feel as uh robust as it might have but the flavor is enough to make that work mm-hmm. uh and I, I don't know whether it's the flavor that's actually doing that as opposed to uh something with the texture right it's definitely interesting. Like it's said, very this interesting. This one has Citra, Galaxy, and Simcoe in it. And yeah, those three can, like, exactly what you said, I'm going to repeat it because I agree with it as well as something harmonizes when you get these together sometimes. And they just are more than the sum of their parts. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I've had this. This is not like a totally new flavor to me, but it is one. So I've had something, you know, beers like this before, but not many. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think it is a really interesting way for a beer to go. So I'm, I'm digging it. Yeah, I'm trying to... For me, it's it, it tastes familiar as well. I'm trying to figure out what beer that was, or beers, kind of beers that was. But it also all feels like it's been a long time since I've had something like mm-hmm. this as well. Yeah, so it's it's not like we're we're discovering something totally brand new, but it is. Mm-hmm. It's not something we encounter very often, and uh, if you can get your hands on it, and you haven't maybe had that kind of flavor, then this would be a good way to get to it. Yeah, this is the Greenbrier Valley Devil Ants 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 A N S E. Is there a date on here? Maybe because I'm trying to not. see if yeah how fresh it is. I'm assuming it's very fresh, but my point is just, I, I don't know, uh, you probably, see if you can get this fresh, because that will probably be right. when the best uh, flavors will be on it. The the malt, we talked about the malt backbone, which is pretty strong in here, Turo, Pilsner, and Crystal. Okay. That's interesting. I really didn't pick up anything distinctly Pilsner malty about it. You got a little bit left, maybe you can dig for it. Mine's gone, so that ship has sailed for me. Yeah. It could be giving a little bit of a of a slight kind of upfront um, lightness, but eh, it could be just in my head. Okay. I can't really, I can't know for sure. So, how many other IPAs do we have? <laughs> we we have, have four IPAs tonight. Yeah, gotta get them drank. This one has you know milkshake type things mm-hmm. going on. This one's hazy. This one's probably hazy. Yes. So let's do this one. Okay. So as Jeff says, this one, I will tell you which one it is. It is from Fort George, the three-way IPA. Oh, I I meant to bring up a song for this. Yeah, so for the three-way, well, Greg's pulling up the thing. I picked this up at Holy Mountain Brewery when I was out in Seattle. It's a three-way collab between Fort George, Holy Mountain, and Modern Times. So on the label, you have these... um, you got these animals rocking out. You got the goat playing. Uh, is that, which one's the bass? Uh, goats playing bass. You got the elk. Okay, so the elk is Fort George because he has a big chain around his neck with the Fort George logo, and he's the lead singer. Oh, you say turn me up. And then a bit. Modern Times is a narwhal, and he's playing uh, lead guitar. Looks like. So this is Three Way, The Golden Rule by uh, Lonely Island and Justin Timberlake. <laughs> it's okay if it's in a three-way. Okay. Um, what else is... So I'm just trying to look at the site if they have anything on here. Uh, so, I mean, Modern Times, one of my favorite breweries. Not much in here about what's in there, unfortunately. 7.2% alcohol by volume. Maybe there's stuff on here. Take a smell of this beer, man. Put that can down. <laughs> Grab that glass. It smells so good. So it, it is a hazy northeast style. As Greg's nomenclature would be, New England style, where it's murky, milky, has that creamy mm-hmm. smell with some big hops in it. <laughs> That's... Uh, a little bit of stinkiness there too. Mm-hmm. A little, little, uh, a little dank. Yeah, there is a little bit of 
Mm, okay. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to like I haven't really got a full and diverse vocabulary for hazy aromas yet, and I'm still trying to work on it. So this is like um, I'm thinking of for some reason uh, like an orange vinaigrette simmering okay. in a pan. Okay. Yeah, there's a little a... grapefruit too. Okay, but it's being it's reducing, so it's getting stronger. Actually, you know what i I was smelling this, and I got a little tiny, just the tiniest inference of like Cheerios. Like you know, because there's probably oats in here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And Cheerios or oat cereals. Right. So I had this tiny, just a little like side whiff that reminded like Cheerios and milk or something like that. I mean, I think that's interesting. I'm not really getting that. I, I yeah. There's a distinct like Cheerios smell that I know of. Mm-hmm. And uh, well, I think there's a kind of nutty note that you can pull. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, the, I didn't get it again the yeah. second time, but for one time I just got this like little vapor of of Cheerios and milk. But now I'm kind of back to tropical and citrusy fruits. So they do mention wheat and oats here. So this is you know on the on the New England spectrum of not just doing the hop polyphenols to make it hazy, but throw the kitchen sink of uh, fermentables mm-hmm. in there. Moving on to the flavor. It's juicy. I mean, it's like citrusy juicy. It feels like there's like orange juice or pineapple juice added to this thing. It's kind of stingy on the tongue. It's um, it's really juicy. Mm. Reminds me a bit of Lou, actually. Not as good. It's, it's danker. Mm-hmm. Um I like the dank. But I mean, Lou is, is, is something that's absolutely fantastic. So yeah. being not as good as Lou is not like a... Yeah. <laughs> I like the dankness on this one. Yeah. I like the I like the juiciness. I like how it has a little bit of like citric acid type burn on your tongue. It, it I, It's weird because like, you know, a couple of years ago, I'd be like, there's fruit juice in here. Mm-hmm. There has to be fruit juice in here. Probably not. But. There, I'm... I'm Almost certain there isn't, and uh, <laughs> what's interesting is that I've had juicy IPAs in this, right? That haven't had juice but have felt okay. a little more juicy. Right. Um, but what is also interesting about this is I can be critical about this, you know, with my detective lens on, but man, would I love. Like having just four of these, I could down them and enjoy the hell out of them. This this is excellent. Yeah, I I did have four of these. I drank most <laughs> of them in the hotel in Seattle. <laughs> um, very very enjoyable. Uh, the the juiciness, it may not be the absolute peak mm-hmm. of this particular way of getting you know this, yeah. these flavors but it is absolutely excellent yeah it's a nice take i mean i think that you know where i expect this side of land is a little bit creamier a little less fruit juicy um right and maybe a little bit softer on the hop flavors a little less dank but i like this take on it as well this is this is almost like the take you know take the northeast ipas Take what stone would normally do to a beer, you know, like make it aggressive and rip your face off, and then kind of put them together a little bit. I don't feel this is nearly as aggressive. Maybe it's just the the way that the okay. Northeast IPAs work that mm. it's not as aggressive. But it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's trying to tear my face off. It just feels mm. like it, do, it does have more of a Pacific Northwest yeah. edge. Sure, I, I meant it. I meant it in profile. a. I was probably overstating it a bit, right? But it's more it has more of an edge, like you said. It, I, I think has, this is edgier yeah. than than a lot. I think that part of the issue here, issue is not the right word. Part of the trick here is it's not going towards tropical fruit. 
uh, or or you know, mm-hmm. I guess oranges and grapefruit are tropical fruit technically, but not going towards citrus as opposed to fleshy yeah, tropical. Right, fruits. right. It, it's not going in that direction. It's it's still going by the orange and grapefruit rule, but it's bringing yeah. all the Northeast IPA stuff to the party yeah, as well, yeah. uh, and it's really excellent. Yeah, I, I dig that quite a bit. All right, so now we can take a uh, take a detour. Let's take a hot break here. Let's do the um, roadhouse. All right. So Imagine. I grabbed this out of the fridge because it, this roadhouse sent us a bunch of cans mm-hmm. in one bottle, and it was a stubby bottle. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't really look at what was on the label. I assumed, oh, their stubby bottle probably has their lager in it or something like that. It's not their lager. By your uh, mute button. Uh, it is Siren Song, fourteen percent alcohol by volume. This is a Belgian strong golden, so it's gold. <laughs> First Belgian strong that I've had in a stubby, that's for sure. You know what? Um, one of the things we can do with this, I, if there's some left, uh, I got these off of. Uh, it was just recently. CBR Prime Day. Yes. Uh, went to oh, CBR Radio. Pro, Crafty Radio Prime Day. <laughs> went to slash Amazon and uh, got these wine bottle stoppers. Uh, I don't know how good they're going to be. We were talking about it before the show because they don't have a vacuum seal necessarily. Well, we don't really want that. So, like, wine. So, you ready to geek out about stoppers? Yeah, why not? All right. So. Most bottle stoppers are made for wine, like these guys, right? Wine's not carbonated, so you just, these are little con- cones. They look like an ice cream cone with some ribbing for the bottle's pleasure um, in the middle. And you just jam it in there. Mm-hmm. And this actually holds pretty tight. This might be good. If you jam it in there good and tight like that for a beer, we'll see if it holds pressure. Uh, I feel that the ones that have like a mechanical thing to reinforce a little gasket yeah Yeah. like the xyluses Mm -hmm. which the xyluses are awesome we've been using them for 10 years now and you can go if you go to our website we have a amazon store you can uh, find xyluses the store has been broken oh okay well just search i can't can't figure out why because you go there and amazon says the store will be back soon and it's been Mm -hmm. months and months the store never came back well the xyluses is a name of a company too it's not actually a name of the stoppers they gotta look for xylus stoppers yeah they make all kinds of kitchenwares like peelers and zesters and stuff but they make these stoppers and they have a little lever and they're great for beer because they seal in the pressure where a lot of and they also are are the right direct the right diameter for beer bottles. We tried a bunch of other mechanical stoppers, and the Xyluses won easily. Um, except for when you have Belgian bottles, and then you can use one of the more skinny ones. Uh, well, the nice thing about these are cones, so they yes. they will be they're shorter. Right. The, yeah. the, so we'll see how these work. The thing is, they don't have the mechanical seal, so it might be easier for the CO2 to leak out. We'll see. We'll know ne- I'll keep this around until next week. We'll drink it in the pre-show and see if there's pressure. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. All right. So this is, again, the Roadhouse Siren Song. 32 IBU, 14% alcohol by volume. That smells Belgian-y. It does. It smells... A lot of esters. It smells cherries. It smells... Cherry, cherry, cherry blossom. It smells a little bit honey, a little bit buckwheat. Yeah, honey, honeydew. Ooh. Circus peanut. It is a rich gold color. Pretty clear. It Ooh. has a little bit of a candy sugar type note on there you know we're getting some confectionery type smell um we move on to the flavor i'll be able to tell probably be able to tell a little bit better if there's candy sugar added to get it up to the 14 percent it doesn't really come across as a triple in the smell it mm-hmm. does have that golden nail type thing it's a little bit more well the esters are definitely a little more rustic and a little more varied and fruity than you would expect in a triple like more orchardy and then um I think the malt is kind of a little bit richer and more more caramelly, and at least this is all from the aroma. 
Lest not this beer be underestimated, she's a seductress, a swindler, an enchantress. She will make you transfixed, tantalized, and tormented. She will devour, demolish, and destroy you. Our journey is just hmm. beginning. Siren song. Flavor, you get this. Lots of uh, alliteration there. Flavor's pretty damn good. You get this kind of sweet, silky, boozy, Belgian golden strong. Ooh, yeah. It re- you know, first sip, it's like... Okay, what beer the people may know that to compare this to? Start with um... Pirat. No, no. Um, um... I'm just thinking of the the, the Trogues alcohol. Met, Trogues Mad Elf. Oh, start with Mad Elf, yeah. which is a Belgian. Take out the direct cherries, but but have a much more subtle cherry mm-hmm. blossom type thing right. from a yeast uh, fermentation. Yeah, it's it's really close. The only to thing that the Mad reason Elf. I said Pirat was I think I was thinking of there's, no, there's Pirat... a. Mm, uh, 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 viscosity of yeah, the yeah. Well, yeah. Purat has that kind of that that. What's the word I'm looking for? It, it's it's a it's a rich malt flavor. Yeah. You know, it's not really toffee. It's not really caramel. It's it's some kind of caramelized sugars. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> I thought that was going to be off mic. I apologize. Um, yeah, but but Mad Elf is really a good starting point. Yes, it's very similar. I don't want to say Mad Elf, Mad Elf, Mad Elf. So I want to take another sip of this beer. And they talk say it about pairs it. with spicy tuna rolls, some IDGAF, and the sweet sound bouncing around. <laughs> There's lots of interesting stuff on their bottles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not one to read marketing speak a lot, but I do like it when it's creative. This one is like an IV straight into the bloodstream too. Like, like I'm feeling like from two sips, I'm like I get in this like little whoosh. It's 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 a lot of alcohol. Um, it's up front pretty strong and sweet, uh, but it does have a lot of interesting fruity flavors to go with that. And it but it dries out. It it dries out, but not as much on the front of my tongue. Okay, uh, it's still laying a little sweet and, and and getting a little thick on on the front of my tongue. Um. So I take this one a little more slow, maybe. I've been kind of doing more mm-hmm. gulping, uh, probably because we just had some <laughs> two big, I, two hazies, and I've just been downing them. The um, the the malt. I'm, now, now that I'm a few sips in, I'm starting to notice different things. I'm kind of focusing on the malt. It's a l- little more rustic, I'm, and also the we talked about honey, I but. It, I have a bottle of buckwheat honey upstairs, and I love that rich kind of uh, barky type character that that gives it. And I'm getting that in this beer. Like it feels like it's like a, a buckwheat slash buckwheat honey type character. If you take this beer and as you're sipping it, you also do a little uh-huh. bit of a. And sure. I'm sorry for the for the noise, but the slurping is a little gross. But if you aerate it a bit, you start to get some apple, some some. Uh, like cooked apple flavor, some interesting stuff starts to mm-hmm. develop out of this. And then it reminds me of Madolf even more. This it's it's, it's like an apple pie. This is a real good beer. Roadhouse has been pretty impressive, haven't I know, I know. The, came out of the blue. You know, this is the prejudice. Like, I look at their labels and I'm like, well, they're not whales, <laughs> but the beers have been really good. <laughs> and, you know, they sent us all this stuff. We want to keep yeah. get that out of the way. I know, I know. We, um, But we get people sending us stuff all the time. But, Rarely yeah. have they all been very good. Yes, and just, you know, labels shouldn't matter. Mm-hmm. But they came, I opened them up, and you look at their mar- the graphic design, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's the kind of brewery. Well, remember how you, how you were dismissive against clown shoes so oh, much? Yeah. You didn't I, hated, to... I hated the hell out of clown shoes. And they turned. They were a good brewery too. So I, I I'm not infallible. <laughs> it, it was interesting. That clown shoes one was interesting because Jeff hid it from me because he thought that I would be as biased as. I thought you would be more biased. Yeah. Than the name that I was, and you're like whatever. <laughs> weird. We have weird blind spots. Yeah. <laughs> but this is this is very good. Um, yeah. Now, now it's. It's going to be tough against some of these hazies, I bet. Though I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm already. <laughs> it's already still not first place 
already. So I don't know. I don't know. I could put it. I could put it in front of the three way. Maybe, <laughs> probably. <laughs> no, the pressure is on. Um, that it's neck and neck with the three way. I think is a testament to. For me, it's neck and neck, and from that, I think that's a testament to the how good this Belgian strong. I think is. it's a testament to how sort of enamored I am with with uh, Northeast IPAs that that it's not challenging the three way much. I, I, it's clearly a bias on my part. Um, I, I think they're both very good beers, but I thought the three way was was pretty okay. pretty uh, super drinkable and and, and really oh, like, good too. Uh, damn exceptional. So. I think there was actually more to. I I liked everything that the three way gave me. I thought this one was a little more explorable. Okay. All right, so let's go back to hoppy and shit. Um, Aslan Beer Company. They know how to use hops, right? They've they've d- demonstrated that they have. Yeah. Trite IPA, courtesy of Greg. Five point five percent alcohol by about by volume. Uh, Citra and Simcoe. So they're going in. This, this could be. Well, Citra is more of a tropical thing so we'll see it is uh northeast so hazy with the whiteness hazy with the wheat and oats um ooh that's dank that it is has dank. A, has it, ha- a... it has two things in the aroma you're getting that creamy haze oaty type aroma not like the cheerios that i got briefly on the fort george but the um but it is kind of dank. It smells like, like a fresh, calming sativa. <laughs> it's a little bit dank like the um, Greenbrier Valley was. Yeah. It's more dank to me than this. This, this, this smells oh, this more one, this one marijuana-like. Actually, yeah, this one actually has more marijuana-type character yeah. to it. Yeah. That's citra, man. That's <laughs> it citra is that citra. Ooh, what was that? What was that? What did you find? A little garden gnome? <laughs> a little a little smell ran across my nose and I couldn't quite detect what it was. But it was different. Was it assaulting or pleasuring? It was unexpected. But I don't think it was necessarily bad. It was just a kind of unique, like... Imagine you have a bunch of, of, of blue streamers and there's a red streamer going off somewhere. It's like it catches your, your you eye. Know, maybe it wasn't the beer at all. Maybe like a neutrino like hit like one of your uh, scent, <laughs> scent things. Uh, probably not a neutrino. More likely a cosmic ray. Yeah, to, to get into you know the physics nerd in me. We'll have to I correct was gonna, that. I was going to say cosmic ray at first too. Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah, neutrino interaction is probably just going to make a photon. It's not really going to do much. Change the smell. Yeah. Also, smelling this, if you like, pull a really slow one, you really get the lupulin like in the back, like up in your sinuses. It almost feels like that wet hopped, you know, or you know, smelling a mm. cone that's rubbed in your hands. IPA from Aslan. Moving on to the flavor. It has a kind of a... The malt's interesting on this one. There's like a bunch of wheat. Hmm. There's something else there that is leading with the malt that is almost like... Is it spelt or sorghum? Not sorghum. Spelt maybe? Are you getting where I'm going? Where like the malt's kind of like not barley-ish? Quinoa? What's that? Quinoa? Quinoa? Maybe. Maybe. Um, what I'm getting is... is what this, I, this this isn't a kind of grain. Is it trite? Trite? Oh, there is... Is that a grain? There is something. Yeah, triticol. Yeah, is the name telling us that there's a grain in here? I don't think so. Uh, the only description, you know, because 
uh, untapped has the description sometimes it's because Aslan doesn't put their stuff on mm-hmm. web. Uh, Trite is an India pale ale with citra and Simcoe hops and then notes of blah. Okay, if you just Google T-R-I-T-E, do you get anything? Grain-wise? <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, because there's something with the malt here that is different. That is like the noteworthy no. thing. No? Trite corn? Trite corn is corn kernel split and peel free. I don't get anything real corny out of this. No. But tritical or something like that. What is right. That? <clears throat> tritical is a hybrid of wheat and rye. First bred in laboratories during the late 19th century in Scotland and Germany. This isn't working too well. This is... This is too citra for its own good. It's... Especially based on the stuff that we've had before, this doesn't feel... I mean, it, it's it's juicy, yes, but it doesn't really have those... It, it's not as inviting, nearly as inviting as a three-way, or even the devil's ants with, with that melony stuff. This just feels more danky and, and just a little bit... Uh, uh, I'm not sure. This is not working as well. I'm with you. This one's definitely not as good as the last two beers. Um, am I am I trying to make a story where there's not a story? Because hearing the triticol is a mix between wheat and rye, that kind of aligns with what I'm tasting. I suspect uh, the answer to your question is yes. You are trying to make a story where there isn't one. Don't know for sure. Um, I think it's easy to fall into that mode of, uh, you know, how perception... Yeah, but there there was something at the beginning like, this grain is not barley, right? This grain is not wheat. There's something new here. Are you getting... You're not getting that? You're not so convinced that there's... No. And the only thing they say in here is, like, loaded with hops, right? They don't have anything about a special grain. Yeah. I mean, if, if they you were going to... You would make some hay, right? If they were going to put a grain in here, they you'd, you'd think that they would... You know, a grain is different. They would highlight that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I suspect they would. I don't know. For sure. Who knows yeah. what those guys at Asin would do, but <laughs> give a shit. Yeah. Um I mean, like, if it were let's say uh evil twin, they wouldn't <laughs> put it on there. Um No, th- th- this is uh you know, Aslan has made some impressive, impressive stuff, and this is one of those Aslans that's just okay. Well, we get to try another Aslan. Yeah, we do. This one should be something a little bit different. This is the Mast Landing. Or, oh, this is a, this collaboration, is a, a collaboration with Mast yeah. Landing. All the wrong moves. Mm-hmm. 6.5% collaboration with Mast Landing. Uh, as you said, and Mast Landing oh, it's, is... It's purple. Ooh. Ooh. It's purple. It's purple beer. Mast Landing Brewing is... In Maine, it looks like. Right? So, M.E. is Maine, right? Yeah, so All the Wrong Moves is an India pale with blueberries, raspberries, milk, sugar, and vanilla. It has your kind of typical Aslan type uh, label. 6.5%. Wow. Blueberry, that, raspberry. We should have known the trite IPA wasn't going to be any good. It actually says it the just, name of the it beer. It says it's trite. It says the name of the beer in big letters where all the good Aslans, you have to look at the like back corner of the label to find the beer name. <laughs> but they're calling it all the wrong moves. <laughs> well, let's see if all the wrong moves make something right. This is a murky, purple, weird looking <laughs> thing for sure. It's it's much murkier than purple drink. Well, not no Pur- purple drink the the, the Kool Aid stuff, mm-hmm. but purple drank the the beer. Remember we had that. There was something. It was purple drink or something to, like that. Trying to remember what that one was. Uh, 
it probably looked like this too. Uh, yeah, this kind of looks like. Hmm. <laughs> wow, what does this look like? Murky. Doesn't look like anything I've ever <laughs> that you would normally put in your mouth. It doesn't look <laughs> like a food stuff. The aroma. Let's go into the aroma. If you had some like blueberry water that was cloudy for some reason, like it had the cornstarch in it or something. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's hard it to. Lo- just... It looks like all the wrong moves. <laughs> the aroma on this one's fascinating, right? You're, so you're getting the berries. You're getting like a yogurty thing. Well, it's got it's got lactose in it. It's got vanilla in it. Mm-hmm. Blueberry and raspberry. <laughs> Only one of those technically a berry. Raspberry would be an aggregate droop for those who are right. curious. Actually, no, vanilla is also a berry. I apologize. <laughs> there you go. The aroma has, you know, the hops are kind of in and out on the aroma. It makes it really confusing. Moving on to the flavor. It, it's like Milkshake City IPA, right? It's so sweet. It's full-bodied. It's, no. No? No. no? Um, it's got a lot. It's got a bitterness to it. Um, it, it has. It, sure. They, they tend to, but no, this, this is not a This cream. is not a, des- such a blueberry. At least the first sip, I didn't think dessert beer. I thought, I think mm. sort of fruited IPA. Uh I'm not, it's not Milkshake City to me, which is interesting because that's what okay. I expected it to be. Okay, I'm tasting, I'm two sips in. This one tastes like like a, um, you know, like blueberry, what are those called? Like the, the little desserts with the, the graham cracker crust and the cream and the blueberries on top. You know, it tastes like that with a little bit more tanginess to it. I, I disagree because I'm getting a, a real decent bitterness here. Um... It's hitting me more like an IPA than I expected with that bitterness. And it's working, which I would not have expected. Uh, This bitterness with this fruitiness. I'm just not... But I'm not getting a lot of sweetness. Okay. It's not... I mean, that bitterness is pulling any sweetness away. Oh, it does. It does. It does keep it from being cloying and lingering. And it gives it a nice push and pull and... Uh, a tempering note. I don't know if we're. I don't know if we're disagreeing. I think I'm just talking about it a different way than you are. Maybe, I, but you like you're you're emphasizing the fruit so much, and it doesn't. That's it doesn't the first two feel, sips. That's what I got. It, it, I mean, you were talking about a sweet milkshake thing, and it doesn't feel like that at all to me. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Well, let's try. I mean, let me just try yours and see if yours is more sweet. Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Yeah, I think mine's a little creamier, actually. Mm-hmm. Damn, strategy. Not too much, but Not too much. enough that enough, enough that to change what we're talking. Yeah, we're talking past yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, this one. This one has enough complexity to it to keep it real, to keep it interesting. But. It is also if you don't like these milkshake IPAs, then it's gonna gonna be something that it's probably. You. I mean, I could I, I could see this going either way. I could see this being very appealing, or someone just being no, right? Mm-hmm. I, I could. Yeah. Um, I find it appealing. I'm on the I find appealing it, No, side. I find it very appealing. But like, I could see somebody just be like, uh, I don't like the flavor of fruit with bitterness. Or I could see somebody saying, wow, that really works together. To me, it's melding together in a very interesting way. Not necessarily as one where I want to get a six-pack of it, but as an interesting drink that I'm really enjoying and enjoying sort of taking apart. Um, kind of like the Roadhouse, right? There, there's, there's a lot here to, to look oh, at sure. and, and explore. It's a, different, uh, it's a different thing that we're looking at. It's a very different Flavor oh, profile. now, like, the hops are coming out in spades. Like, I just had a couple burps that I did off <laughs> mic, and now it's, like, super, 
it kind of came to count like centennial burps. <laughs> so I'm getting this kind of it's, it's tiny, so, grassy. It's so interesting. There, there's there's a lot to explore here. It's I'm, an interesting beer. I, I huh. how do you explain the unexplainable? Um. Well, okay. Who would have thought these combinations would ever work in beer? <laughs> this is insane. You know what? You know what I'm thinking of, though. If you if you get like fresh raspberry jam that has all the pits in it, the pits can add some sort of bitterness to it. Yeah, and and those can those kind of get some of the flavors that are in here. So you know, get the sweetness of the jam with some of the bitterness kind of works mm-hmm. with like this. Yeah. That, that, that's the best way I could sort of describe it for people who maybe who haven't tried it. Where, what that bitterness kind of tastes like with the fruit. I think it's really interesting, and I think it's it's worth. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, all the wrong moves. All the wrong moves from Aslan and Mass Landing. All right, final beer. <laughs> it's funny. Greg called this one the shelf turd. Uh, this is not the, me, Greg. No, Greg who sent us the Aslans in this beer. Mm-hmm. Sixth anniversary beer from Port City Brewing. This is Colossal, which is a Russian Imperial Stout. Ten point two percent occupied volume. Uh, Sixty five IBU. Yeah, it's weird to call a, a Russian Imperial Stout a shelf turd, but I suppose if he sees it often, <coughs> just on the shelf, mm-hmm. then he would know more than us what's a shelf turd in Virginia, right? Yeah, it's got a lot of cake around it, in the, uh, on you know, it's cakey on the outside. Yeah, I think that's just that's actually like chips in the glass. Really? Or like when the uh, cap went on, kind of scratched the glass. Uh, it looked cakey, but let me see. Huh? Oh yeah, <clears throat> interesting. Colossal six. So I'm guessing they probably did a colossal five and a colossal four. Is no, that's up? cake. Oh, <laughs> dried malt and beer. <laughs> and rinse up underneath the bottle. Cap. Crown. Alright, so we got a Russian Imperial Stout. It's pretty thick, pretty dark. You don't see too many highlights through it. Maybe just around the top lip of it. Didn't pour with very much of a head. Don't expect that at 10.2. Mm-hmm. Got a raisiny thing going on there, and they have a raisin and and maple. Yeah, yeah, raisin, maple, a little bit of baker's chocolate, a little bit of booziness coming off of it, which kind of takes that all to soy, just a slight bit. Just yeah, 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 absolutely. Soy sauce. It smells like what I wish triple pocket (laughs) smelled like. Yes, (laughs) it's what it might have smelled like at one point in its life. Yeah. There's a little like wood birchy thing in the nose there too. Yes, yes, there is. Yeah, like a charcoal uh, burning. Oh yeah, yeah. like um, charcoal grill is going on. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of like a. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I was trying to get like try to like go yes yeah. and more specific, <laughs> but I couldn't get anything really hardwood charcoal. Like yeah, like mesquite. It's not mesquite, right? Mesquite's too yeah. aromatic. It's not. It's more, more oaky or something like that. So at work, they're kind of redoing some of the things, and they replaced some door. <laughs> redoing the things. They're redoing some stuff around the <laughs> office. But no, real quick, this this ties in. Trust me. Okay. They replaced some doors with like these like red oak like hardwood doors. But they hung them, and they didn't finish them. They're not stained in polyurethane yet. They smell so good. Ooh. We were walking up to the door, just smelling the door. You get a lot done at work, huh? <laughs> we're doing it all day. <laughs> but the door smells so good. Uh, that's pretty pleasing. Um, it's it's a little sweet. So it's not quite as much of a like hug as I think you would like. Um, the alcohol is very is pretty apparent on it too. Uh, it's 
it feels actually it seems more like it seems like some of the more traditional imperial stouts right where you're getting not this like mega ultra body where you're mm-hmm. getting kind of a just a full medium full body right yes it, you're getting these the interesting thing is you're not getting like roast and you're not getting charcoal you're getting these there's real lack of astringency here yeah you're getting yeah. these raisins and toffee and mm-hmm. things like that um, which is an interesting angle to it. It has that's why I'm saying it's a little sweet. It's got a kind of it's got like that uh cowtail thing going on with a little, okay. little cream and caramel mm-hmm. thing. Um, cowtail is a type of candy for those who yeah, aren't yeah. familiar, which has uh caramel surrounding a little cr- uh cream on the inside, like a mm-hmm. white cream. I like this. I think it's solid. Um, I think it's solid too. Yes, I think solid is the best way to put it. And it feels like a more a more classic take on Imperial Stout as yeah. opposed to, you know, super craft American 2018 take on a Imperial Stout. This is actually, uh, so this has some age on it, which is nice. This is about uh, on January 24th of 2017. So oh, it has okay. over a year on it. Uh, it does say in the description that it ages well, and I mm-hmm. don't doubt it, especially since I'm having an aged one, and it tastes pretty good. Yeah, yeah, a year and a half. I think it has a nice mellowness to it. It might have been hotter. It might have been a little more hoppy. Mm-hmm. There might be a touch of oxidation in there that, you know, is... Is giving it well. some of a... But the, the oxidation is working for it. Mm-hmm. Well, it might be... it. So there there might be an, a little bit... Of something cardboardy there. Okay. There might be something where it is losing a little bit of, of multi fullness. Hmm. Not getting that quite right. If I'm getting anything, I'm getting just a little, like, 5% touch of oxidation, and it kind of gives it a little bit. Maybe that's why it's seeming a little more sweet. Right. That's why I think it's. Yeah. I, I feel like some of the fullness maybe. It may have been fuller, right. and that may have helped out with the sweetness because it feels a little oversweet. Could be. Could be. Um, as far as Port City beers go, I like this one. It's one of the better ones for Port yeah. City that I've had. Okay. All right. So... Well, we we don't have the ability to not rank anymore. We are uh... we've destroyed that for the year, both of us. So I. I'm going to turn this world upside down. Ooh, you don't say. Do say. Yeah, I'm going to do this. The world turned upside down. I'm going to do this. And just because it really hit me really well. I'm going to start. I'm going to put the Port City in last place. Uh, It was a a good beer. It had just had a... Actually... Oh, well... Readjust. Why would I put the Port City back there? That's yeah. I was quite, I was questioning yeah. your your judgment there. Yeah, I, I just I brain fart. I'm gonna put the Trite IPA from Aslan in last place. This is like what I ranked an Aslan beer in last place. It can happen. Um, there's a good. There's a. It's a good show. There's. there's it a, was a good show. Mm-hmm. This one was kind of like just. It didn't have any kind of harmony to it. It was just like a. It kind of thudded when we tasted it. Yes. You know, and there was some interesting, maybe the grains are not barley grains and oat grains and wheat grains, but can't tell. It just it wasn't well put together. I'm going to put the uh, Greenbrier Valley, the Devil's Ants, in fifth place. That one was neat. Um, you know, that was the one where the Citra Galaxy and Simcoe kind of came together and gave us some neat melon-type flavors, mm-hmm. and there was a big melt backbone to back that up. It, it yeah that's just where it lands in the show. I'll put the Port City in fourth place. I think that uh, if you're looking for something that resembles like a classic imperial stout, you know this is a good example. It's hard to find too many of those anymore. Um, I'm gonna put the Mastland or the All the Wrong Moves in third place from Aslan and Mastlandic. I like this beer. I liked it a lot. Uh, got that whole milkshakey thing going on. Got the hops interplaying with the blueberries and the vanilla. Um, it's drinkable. It's good. The other beer has kind of impressed me more. 
the last two are hard. You know, we got the um, three-way and we got the siren song. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put the three-way in second place. Uh, this beer was really good. I was surprised it still tasted so bright since, you know, it's been a month since I brought it back. And I think it was a month. Is there a date on this? I think it was probably a Five thirty one was when it was canned. So yeah, it's got two month a month and a half on it. Super bright. It's super bright still. Yeah. Um so that beer could have easily been first place, but you know, for some reason the Super Bright wasn't as juicy as, as other stuff. It may have been super juicy, like super fresh, right? I mean it could have been. we know that, yeah. that juiciness that, that it was missing could have been there yeah. at, at the But that siren song, uh, I it hit me in the right way to to to, to take the you would say it has all the right moves <laughs> to take the haze boy out of me and to to rank <laughs> you know a beer that you know it, we should we should say haze boy is is spelled b o i yes boy yes boy um i just just really worked for me we when we talked about it i just was really grooving on that rich kind of honey cherry type character great uh esters from the fermentation i just really liked that beer okay i have my rankings listed out would you like to try to guess them i can guess them i will guess them because they're from the top it'll probably make it easier sure start from the top so um Fort George, three-way in first place. Okay. I'm not going to tell you what... Oh, you're not going to tell me? Oh! Okay, then I'm going to think you're going to put the Aslan in second. I think it's going to be this. I think you'll put the Siren in third, the Colossal in fourth, the Devil's Ants, and then the Trite. Ooh, so close. So close. So close. Just switch these two. Uh, the Port City and the uh, Devil's Ants. Oh, switched. you did Didn't like we? that Devil's Ants so much. Yes, I yeah. love that melon thing. I forgot how much you liked mm-hmm. that. But yeah, good good observation. You're you're almost spot on. Yeah. Uh, so now, if, if this wasn't the first beer, I would remember how much you were <laughs> digging that melon. Uh, yeah. So yeah, uh, last place for me is a trite, just like Jeff. Uh, it was kind of trite. Um, uh, I wouldn't throw it away as a hazy, but I might even go for some other stuff if this was the only hazy yeah, available. It, it thudded, right? You took a sip and you're like, oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was kind of surprising uh, from Aslan, but, you know, not everybody, not everything can be amazing. Uh, in sixth place, this port city, I think it, the age may be hurting it a bit, um, or it could just be a shelf turd that is 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 you know going above a station a bit don't, <laughs> don't know for sure right uh he's not gonna waste his shot <laughs> but we're doing a whole hamilton riff on the end here well you you mentioned the station part well yeah uh in in third in, in fourth place rather the devil's ants uh i like that melon I, I really like that melon something that was coming out of there. And like I said, it wasn't the first time I've had that flavor, so it wasn't super unique, but it is something that I mm-hmm. like, and, and uh, I think it's cool to, to have. There, It wasn't perfect, also. It wasn't like melon plus amazing. It was melon, yeah. you know, a little bit like, eh. Uh, Siren Song, though, was really, really good. Um, but I didn't like it quite as much as Jeff did, uh... I think maybe because it was there's a little over sweetness on the front of my tongue okay. that was coming to me. I still like it a lot, but these other two were were singing. Uh, all the wrong moves was so interesting. There was, I mean, Cyrus song was interesting too. Don't want to don't want to make it like there weren't other interesting beers here, but this all the wrong moves. There was so there, there was this this sweetness. And this bitterness, and they were competing, but they were melding. It was so cool to try that. Not something that, like I said, I would grab a, 
I might grab a sixer of it, but, but I would, would not. You would I not, would intersperse it with other beers. You would drink it over a long time. Yes. Uh, whereas this three way, I would uh, I would down a six pack easy, uh, four pack probably. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this was great. Uh, the om- the only thing I could say about it was that it wasn't quite as good as Lou. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it was. It wasn't quite as amazing Lou as is, some. Lou is a double hazy from the Brew Gentleman for it's a ales for ALS named after Lou Gehrig, and they put it out once a year. We had some last year. Yeah, and I should yeah. go because it's probably. I think it's happening now, so I should probably go to <laughs> to Brew Gentleman and pick up some. Um, it's 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 such a fantastic beer, but it's it's got that juiciness. This, this had that kind of. West Coast version of that juiciness, and it worked. It worked yeah, really well, yeah. and it was really, uh, really drinkable. And it was like I, I could tell, like I had the t- these tiny criticisms of it, which may have been that it has a little bit of age on it too. That may have just been part of it. Uh, like if it was fresh, it may have been super spectacular and, and even. Possibly... Yeah, I was surprised at how bright it was in yeah. a month and a half. Uh, but it was really, really drinkable and really fantastic. Like a- any little like uh, criticism I had in the beginning, I just want to m- make it clear those were very nitpicky. A month and a half, <laughs> too long. It, and That's for, the world we live in these days. For these kind, of, for this yeah. style, yeah. For this style, a month and a half is a long time. Yeah. Uh, for it to be this good after a month and a half is notable. Uh, so yeah, I mean that, that that's the thing is that we're in an age now where fresh beer is not only possible, but you really do taste a major difference because it it has to do with the quality of the of of uh, the product these days, the 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 quality of the processes that people do, I mean, everything that the people have learned over the years to be able to pull out flavors. It's it's so. It's I so think it, impressive. It's interesting. Man. It also shows the market, right? Because these places can sell these beers. They realize that they have an awful shelf life. But they can bring something new and exciting. And they've educated their people who come to... Because like, these things don't go out the distribution, right? These things are at the brewery. Yeah. So you know, they've educated their consumers to like, come to the brewery, get the fresh beer drink the fresh beer because it ain't gonna have no shelf life and it's worth the premium on it because you taste things and you get this fresh flavor that you don't get otherwise it's so interesting how this kind of culture has developed and i i have to credit alchemist for that right for really starting that for for Pushing that fresh, probably right away. a pretty good call for like the origin, the genesis of of this. Of this, get it fresh, get it now, drink it now. Yeah, I mean, hell, Alchemist says you drink it out of a can. No one else is doing that, at least, right? At least everyone else is saying, <laughs> yes. you know, put into a put into a proper vessel to enjoy it. Yes, I understand the what what they're trying to say. I think they were trying. I think they were trying to elevate the uh, status of cans a little bit more than they needed to with that statement. But anyway, that last sip of the Port City was really good. It was. It was a good beer. It just for kind of a yeah. I just just, I love when I just like kind of pull these beers out of the fridge and like we have a beer where there's like no show where there's no slides. It's just like a little. You know, there's no slodges and um, it was a hell of a show mm-hmm. <laughs> Crafty Radio well, I think we have a title <laughs> <laughs> Crafty Radio is released under the Creative Commons license you can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information if you want to contact us we would love it we would love it so much if you took the time to contact us yeah contact us with the criticism like uh like Luan Beer did. Luan Beer? I mean, if if it's a right criticism, we will respond to it right away like we did. Yeah. Uh, so email is beer at craftbeerradio.com. Twitter is at craftbeerradio. Twitter is the best way to get to us. Yeah. We're lazy. Twitter's awesome. <laughs> at craftbeerradio, I'm at Jeff Bearer. At CBR Greg. And uh, we will talk to you again 
again, 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 real soon. Are you, so you're going to be back uh, before the end of next week? Are you just going to go through next weekend? I, through next weekend. Okay. So not so soon, but kind of soon. Kind of soon. All right, we'll see.